Yo, man. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Boom, it's Rusty. What is up, everybody? It is Monday. Uh, yeah, Monday, Monday. Done the joke enough, so you, there's probably a joke about today. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any fresh ones, so I'll just leave it at that. So welcome, everybody, to the Public Access Podcast, the podcast here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGBN. I'm your host, Rusty Diamond. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you to our sponsors. I'll put those in the show notes. And today, I have a special guest. And I'm going to bring on my special guest right here, right now. And right here, right now, my guest is Shelly Kedidwen. How are you doing, Shelly? Hey, Rusty. <laughs> so good to see you. You as well. So, yeah. Um so let's see so wh where are you in the world were you on on I'm vancouver on island is that right beautiful vancouver island yes how's yeah. that going it's pretty good i've been here for about two years so i'm in the city of langford which i think is the fastest growing city in the whole of canada um oh. it's the third place we've lived since moving to the island so we've been trialing different spaces and yeah, right here, it's it's a pretty cool space to be. We've got the ocean, we've got lakes, we've got mountains, loads of parks. So yeah, it's a pretty sweet spot and all the amenities you could wish for, like there's a Tesla just down the road and a Costco down the road. And yeah, it's kind of got everything, but kind of a, a nice, a nice small size. Yeah. So how much of the island have you got to explore? Yeah, so it's a big, big island. Well, it's it's not too big. I think it's uh not too dissimilar to to Wales, where where I came from, um, but it's just narrower and longer. Yep. Um, so we started up in the Comox Valley. We got some friends up there, and they they had only moved to the island a few months before we arrived. They bought a farm, so we went and stayed on their oh. farm for our first few weeks. Um, and then we came down and we've kind of done, we've done all along the east coast of the island, but we, I haven't been west yet. And Tofino on the west of the island is meant to be like the most spectacular place. So that's definitely on my next place to go to list. And so what, what brought you out to the island? Was it just your friend said, hey, we're, we got a farm out here. Come check it out. A little bit like um honestly we were we were due to due to buy a new house in the UK and in the UK the the property the way that you buy and sell properties it's very strange like you work in a big chain and our chain sadly fell apart just before we were about to complete 
Um, and there was nothing else on the market that we liked at the time. So, but our buyers still wanted to buy and we were like, should we just make a plan B? So um, plan B would have been New Zealand because I had a lot of family out there, um, but that was closed um, during COVID. So the oh. options were limited, but my partner always loved Canada. Like Canada would have been his number one. If New Zealand wasn't there because of family, it definitely would have been Canada. So that suddenly became a viable alternative. Um, and yeah, speaking to an immigration consultant, uh, they just said, if you want to move quickly, um, then one of you needs to study to get in the country. And I was like, yes, please, I'll study. Oh. Um, so I'd done my undergrad like 20 years earlier and had a PR and comms career for 20 years. And I was ready to I was ready for a change. I was ready to kind of decide what the new direction of my life was going to be. So yes, so I, I found this incredible university on Vancouver Island, which is for postgrad students specifically. And in most of the courses, you had to have 10 years experience behind you to apply. So okay. I knew I wasn't going to be thrown in with a bunch of 18 year olds. <laughs> I was going to be going in with people from around the world who've got a lot of life experience to bring to the table. And I have not been disappointed yet. That's pretty amazing. And so it was at, how long is the program? Um, I'm doing so I only signed up to do the postgrad diploma, which could have been six months done and dusted. But within about three months, I had a really, really strong kind of transmission, if you like, of my purpose of what I'm here to do. And listening to that, I was like, this I can't finish studying yet like this is a master's so I then had to pitch to my fiance why I should continue studying <laughs> for another say two years to really see this through and start to realize my life purpose so it's been a lot longer than, <laughs> than I intended it to be when I first moved out here so I'm still studying now and I'm just starting my final module in my master's and then it will be my thesis. So what, you know, you're doing your thesis on yet? Yeah. So it's all about community and I'm looking to find a affordable, scalable solution to loneliness. So we can all very easily apply this in our own lives so instead of feeling lonely or disconnected, we can feel connected and joyful. And I'm particularly initially, my initial trials, I'm working with like expats and newcomers because okay. you, you haven't got your people here. And the program that I'm creating, it will, it will eventually be applicable for anyone because, you know, we're all changing in our lives and the people in our lives are maybe not exactly the same place. So we're looking to like build really intentional circles around us that can support us in our personal growth and really help with our health, health and well-being and our happiness where we are in our lives at the time. And so where right now is Canada with, are they, is it just mass right now? Have they shut anything down yet? Or um, is that, because um, I mean, is that going to affect what 
you know, I assume loneliness is going to creep up if, if, uh, if and when that happens. Right. Is that and this this was part of the part of the reason, Rusty. Like before COVID, I I was always a very sociable person. Like I I'm blessed. I always had good groups of friends around me. I never I never had to experience loneliness. Um, but when when the pandemic hit and we were isolated and I had a job and I had two young children and I wasn't living near most of my friends. So I wasn't able to bubble up with anybody and didn't really have the capacity to be coordinating Zoom quizzes like a lot of people seem to be doing with their mates. Yeah. So this like when this big idea arose, I'm like, I am not going to accept that lonely feeling again. We need to hedge ourselves against this. So the program that I'm developing, it's, it is to help people find the people where they are, which is where the expats and newcomers comes in. But it's also to remember the people that we have a real connection with, no matter where they are in the world and no matter where we are in the world, if the connection is one that they kind of fit in your life right now, and they might be someone that you were friends with five years ago and you've kind of lost touch because you've been in different places, but you've seen something recently that they've posted on LinkedIn and you're like, ah, they're doing a similar thing to what I'm doing. It's like, maybe that person could be in your hybrid inner circle or inner circles, because there's different spheres of circles, today and technology what it is today that can that can happen but we really need to shift away from what we're currently doing online to make that happen yeah and i mean yeah i'm kind of the same way i don't live by anyone that i'm you know friends with i'm, I'm on you know most of my friends are on the west coast yeah i'm out on the east coast and so um so how do you connect how do you connect with them or how do you enjoy connecting with them? Yeah, I you know, I don't know. I've I've enjoyed being uh pretty much just yeah, I don't know. Every once in a while, you know, I'll make, I'll do phone calls or I have podcasts all the time. So and I, I can always I just get them on my podcast. A hundred percent. And I've loved my like my podcast as well I've really found this to be a beautiful way to feel connected and the days that I do a podcast whether I'm a guest or I'm a interviewer I'm uplifted for the whole day like this has really been a game changer for me um so I've I've really seen podcasting as as a tool to be part of this and what was your podcast uh what's the basis of your podcast so i think it's it's called rediscovering connection so the people i speak to i'm looking at the communities and people that have really played a part in their lives um and then i'm also speaking to people who are working in this space um like looking at the ways that we connect um whether that's uh in friendships or in workplace teams and learning about different strategies that businesses or people can have to kind of have relationships with intention yeah and so then 
are you getting uh i mean a lot of these people are you finding them on the uh, the the postings like the the groups or are they are you, no, are you meeting them no. in other places uh, only people that i'm speaking to on my podcast so far have been people that i know and i'm connected with and then more recently i've been stretching out and approaching people that I've been following for a couple of years or who are well-known in this space. And I've been doing direct reach outs, like very intentional reach outs. How weird is that to you to do that? Um, that's been, that's been an interesting thing for me. I've, I've had trouble doing that sometimes like, I mean, I couldn't have imagined this 10 years ago. I couldn't imagine this as a kid going and reaching out to people like, hey, you know, you're you're someone that I think, you know, that I've no other reason to meet or talk to. But then it's just like, okay, I can just message them directly and respond back. And it's right. And doing doing it without without expectation. So you send the invitation. It's like you're inviting them to a party, right? Right. It's nice to send an invite. It's lovely to receive an invite. That doesn't mean they have to come. They might not have the capacity to come. But if you if you really deep down, you would like them on your podcast, then I really do so from a place of, you know, this is an invitation. And it's also a gift. Like you're gifting someone your time. So- yeah. And this is all the work that I do with my clients as well. It's really shifting that mindset from imposing to inviting. And, and it's, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty nice. And I mean, and I, yeah, you have to be kind of okay with not respond or not expecting a response. And it's yeah. totally fine. And I, I had someone say that uh, they don't do anything public anymore and i'm like yeah okay i'm fine with that but like thank you for responding that was that was pretty nice to you know get that but i'm like i i get it like i don't like doing social media stuff or any of that and i'm like okay cool man like you're on here but yeah if you you like it that way then i get it i'm um i don't because sometimes i'm that way too and i'm like yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm very intrigued about you as well. So we're imagining we've just bumped into each other right. on the beach. And yeah, I'm on the like, beach. Uh, are you a wrestler? I was uh, one, once once upon a time. And um, yeah, for for a while. And uh, yeah, it's, I'm still kind of involved, but just enough where I feel like that's enough that I want to do. Like, yeah, but I bet, it taught, I bet it taught you some interesting things. And I bet you met some cool people along that journey. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, so meeting a lot of people that I probably wouldn't have any interaction with otherwise. And, um, you know, like maybe 5% of the people might be someone that might have been my friend otherwise. But other than that, it's just, you know, someone that, uh, like transi transitional transitional friends right and yeah I mean they're all over the world now and so like pretty much anywhere I go I'll always know somebody but whether I'm 
you know, going out and reaching out to them or, you know, going somewhere to do a show still like, I don't know. It's, it's sometimes, but then I, I can still zoom them. I can, you know, get on zoom and do a, do something with them. But uh, yeah, I mean, there, I was talking about last night with a friend and I missed some parts of it, but. What do you, what do you think about, what do you think about this idea, Rusty? Okay. So I've been exploring the metaverse and I think it's, it's still very early. Um, I got really excited about it about a year and a half ago and I'm getting excited about it again because I've, uh, I'm collaborating with someone who's also excited about this space. So some of the tests we're doing, imagine you would like to connect with some of the guys that you used to know from, from wrestling. And you said to them, I'm going to be in this metaverse space between six and eight on Wednesday and you send them a link to your metaverse world, you're just there for two hours and you just see who drops in. Yeah, I'd be up for that. And I mean, that's kind of something that I just started doing as well, like doing um, one of the podcasts live. And it's, you know, same sort of thing. Like we're doing this for a couple hours. If you want to drop in and say something, go for it. Um, And yeah, so I mean, if it was, do you use Twitch for that? Um, no, we just like we literally just started when so we've um, we just did it with Rumble right now. But we we're, we're signed up with Twitch and like it was uh we had the the Facebook, Twitch, and Rumble. Um, could do YouTube too, but like what we talk about, we can't really do on YouTube. So. But it was like, we need to get one of these working. And the only yeah. one that we could get working just without having to do any troubleshooting or um, was the Rumble one. Like, it, we, I didn't have the patience to sit and try to do Twitch or, um, or I don't know if I've done Facebook. But, yeah, it just got to be like, okay, yeah, I got to do one of these. But, um it's been fun. I, I used to do live streaming for a while. Um, and that was interesting. I was doing that. There was a, maybe like two years ago or so there was, uh, one in the base out of the Philippines and then, or there was a lot of people from the Philippines on it. And then another one that I got on where everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people were from Taiwan. And so um, that was interesting. And so I get on like at, you know, five in the morning and do a couple hours, but I just, I don't know. I, I lost interest in it and got more into, into this. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't have the, the kind of interaction that kept me right. going up. It's got to feel good. It's got to feel good. And, and this is like the metaverse piece that isn't something that would be recorded. So the metaverse piece would just be a live experience to be had. So quite different to broadcasting. And so are in the metaverse are people, they have, you know, avatars or something. Is that how that works? I'm not really too familiar with. It depends which one you use. So if you use spatial or so work, you you can choose to have an avatar or you can have your face 
but the faces, um, your face is much, much smaller than if you're on Zoom, for instance, which is just a catalogue of faces. So on So Work and Spatial, you have um, you have a backdrop and then the faces are just little. So you can see who's there and and you can kind of move your avatar, your little face around the screen to, to go and speak to different clusters of people. And you can only hear the people who, who your avatar is next to. And then you can go into different rooms and things. Um, whereas there's other, there's other ones, there's one called Mega Virus. And that one you can't you can't see faces at all. It's all audio. And then the characters are really quite cool. Um, and they've got some interesting stuff happening in Megavirus. Um, I had a tour of that one recently, and they've got they've got a Californian vineyard um building space there. So there's all sorts of stuff happening in this world at the moment. It's like it it had loads of publicity a while back, didn't it? And then AI has just dominated over the last six months or so. So everyone's kind of forgotten about the metaverse, but it's coming. So are, are you wearing like a headset or anything for this or like a, a VR headset or is it? Um... I, have, I have a VR headset, but I'm I'm not I'm not into it, really. I because okay. I'm all about communication and connection and it 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 yeah I mean I ha I have experienced it a little bit but I'm I'm not 100% sold on that way I think I prefer yeah yeah and so then people are buying property in this correct is that is that a thing people are some of them so I've I've bought some land in a world called Pavia okay um, but that's still in development. So I've basically bought off plan, which <laughs> seems a bit crazy. And that was quite a while ago now. So I think they've opened they've opened one part of it, but not the part that we can build in yet. Um, so I envisage having my headquarters of my business in Pavia. So are you gonna you're gonna build headquarters uh, in in the metaverse? Your headquarters for it. Yeah. And so what's that gonna look like? What's that going to look like? Good question. Um, so the I've got I've got a few plots in Pavia. So if you if you buy more than one plot together, then you can build up. So the the headquarters it's called Communiverse, and I'm inviting people in there to kind of come and have a consultation to see to see if the program is right for them. If it is, then they would be able to use some of our space to host their community gatherings. Okay. So I guess that's what the different floors will be for. But essentially, the headquarters will be a place that myself and some of the other coaches and collaborators that I work with will will be available. So they we basically have a tool on our computer. So when we're not coaching clients and we are at our desk, um, and people come in, then we'd be notified that they've come in, and we'd be able to engage with them. And so what what's the group of people that are on there right now? Like who's are, are there a lot of people that you um that are like your peers and friends are, are on there, or is it a lot of people that are uh you know, internet people that are uh, right. always always plugged in? It's a it's a great question. And the world's like I've explored quite a lot. I started a metaverse meetup group a year, a year and a half ago. Um, and and I'd explore worlds, but they're quiet. 
Um, but some of the people that you do bump into are like really good people. Like the first time I went into sew work, I bumped into a guy named Phil, had a little chat with him. Then I started chatting to the CEO, um, Vish, who's a friend of a friend here on Vancouver Island. And he said, you know who that was? And I was like, Phil? He's like, yeah, he's the guy that founded Second Life. And I'm like, cool. Okay. So it's like the people who are there, you know, it's going to be a mixed bag, but there are a lot of innovative thought leaders cruising around these metaverses because it is the future like this is this is going to shake up the way that we spend our digital time and you know I'm, I'm not championing it as a replacement for our physical life which we desperately need and we need more physical connection but in place of the kind of passive time that we spend on different social media platforms this is going to be a, a time that we spend online that we do have those live interactions which are vital that's when we have the realizations the ahas um when we really learn about ourselves and we learn about other people yeah cuz i think i remember i remember what it was there's a uh, something where that cuz they'd have comedy shows on this um and people could go and I, I didn't do it. I, I I elected not to do it. Uh, but I saw that going on and people would go in and watch these shows while like in the metaverse um, of whoever's doing, you know, a comedy set or, you know, having like a few, few comments. Very on cool. That's really cool. Cause I've got a friend who's just gone to the Vancouver fringe, Rob Trick. I just throw his name in there. Okay. Yeah. He's doing a show there. So I wonder if he's familiar. Maybe I need to introduce him to the metaverse. Yeah, I think that I'm pretty sure it was in the metaverse. Because, um, yeah, Second Life was a while ago. Is Second Life still a thing? Isn't it it's pretty close to what Second Life was? Um, I think it is still a thing. It's not something that I've been involved with. Um, so maybe some of your listeners have. Comment below. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I saw an episode of uh, The Office and they talk about it in there. So, I mean, that, that's my my one. And that was a while back. Yeah, that, that was, was a while like, back. Yeah, 20 probably, years prob ago. Yeah, probably. So whenever that was, uh, you know, they had. They had the vision. The technology just wasn't ready for them. So yeah. now it is. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. And I think it you know, whatever is going to happen next. And it was interesting to see how people reacted last time with the shutdown and um, and everything and kind of saw people were interacting and, you know, who who kind of was able to see who or how they're able to see someone. And I don't know. I'm not sure how it's going to look this time. And, yeah, hopefully there's more community some somehow. But... You think uh, it's it, going to go back into lockdowns again? I have a feeling. I have oh. a feeling it will. I, I, it's a hunch. It's it did a hunch. work though, surely. Did it work? No, it didn't work, but doesn't mean doesn't mean it's not going to happen again. I just, but... I just think we need to treat each other like grown-ups. Like if it's a surge, people who are immunocompromised, you know, be 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 mindful of your own limitations. 
And I think businesses are much more flexible these days. So, so long as that's a thing, the, the problem, the problem really is, and I was, I had Robin Dunbar on my podcast last week and he said this, the repercussions of lockdowns have really seen a two, two tier class system. Now there's those people that have to go to work they're on the front line and there's those people that can work from home. And right. this is the problem. If you are in that kind of immunocompromised um, category of people and you're someone that has to be on the front line, go to work, like that's really, that's really the issue. And I guess that's, that's going to be like diversifying. Like, can, can you find a, can you find a job that you can work from home if this is going to be a thing? Um, and you know, I, I, I'm sure it must be very hard if in your heart you want to serve and you want to be, you know, you want to be a nurse helping people, but, um, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that, you know, uh, being able to accept stuff about yourself is very important. And, mm. you know, there's a lot of stuff that I know I can't do anymore because of, limitations that I have like yeah I know I know I can't wrestle anymore for instance and uh you know it's, but that one too many knocks to the head yeah no I stepped in a hole uh at my other job I never got hurt in wrestling I stepped oh, in a wow. hole at my other job and oh. uh yeah that was oh, that was the end sorry. of it that must yeah, have it's, been so frustrating that was okay it was for a little bit but eventually learned how to you know accept it and work through it and find you know the stuff that I found afterwards has been great and not having to be on the road all the time I didn't know how great that was but that's great I I've enjoyed being at home I was very much restless for a while when it happened like I went from being on the road all the time to just sitting at home and that was i, I don't know what to do but eventually got through what it you but, found? what was your solace um i had uh some chickens and goats and um and then yeah and then i became a hypnotist and between oh. that that I, I was like okay i'm good i I'm all right. I, you know, let it go. And, um, but it was, I don't know. And I still don't understand why so many businesses like that, uh, like business parks and, um, you, you know, corporate business structure have all the big office buildings and stuff. I just really found it surprising that so many of them went back to the office when it's it's got to be cheaper to just pay everyone to pay for a computer and their internet at home and keep them at home as opposed to having you know a bunch of buildings or a big building they have to people need people need people and you know the work work done in small teams can really be innovating much much faster than working in silos so there's definitely value in in coming together um the frequency 
I don't know. I think you need a few, you need regularity. You need to be together, you know, a couple of times a week at least. And then there's, you know, it's definitely nice to be able to have that balance, but I'm not surprised that people went back. Yeah. I mean, so but what you're doing is it's mostly remote right now, besides being in school then. That's it. So I'm at, at university. So I have a campus and then I'm studying from home and I'm, the client work that I do is either from home or I've also got a space at the Avatar Experience Center, which is this kind of next generation in wellness. Um, experience centers are a big thing in across Asia, but this is the first, the first of its kind, certainly in Victoria. I'm not sure about in Canada. Um, so yeah, so I deliver some of my client work in person there as well. What is that? The Avatar Experience Center. Yeah. Um, so it's it's basically a it, it's just like a beautiful environment where people can come. It's almost like a members club, but focused on well, health and wellness. So they have different practitioners come um, to deliver treatments. They have leading edge voices come and deliver talks. Um, and then so people will sign up for a membership of this space. And then as part of that, you get huge discounts on some of the leading edge um, coaches, practitioners, that are connected with the Avatar Experience Center. And then, so this is a physical location, right? I'm yeah, not yeah, hearing that wrong. Yeah, okay. Fort Street. In person, um, but, they, but, but, but there is a metaverse version of it in development as well. So members that come also have access to the metaverse version so that then they can stay connected with other members in between times that they actually come to the physical location. Okay. And so then what is there, you know, as far as people working with clients, is that going to become more of a, a normality of people meeting with their clients in the metaverse? And it's sort of a, you know, a healing or a wellness kind of clinic? Is that something or is that something that, you know, maybe isn't, it's not encrypted? I know, uh, I know this is, yeah, this is a, this is a vision. When I had a tour of Megavirus, the metaverse world, um, the lady that took me around, she showed me this one particular area and she said, this is, this area is all designed for, for healers, for holistic practitioners and the idea is um cross-pollination so someone is your your regular client they will also get like a discount from these other practitioners so that it doesn't feel like you're competing against each other it's like you're sharing you're sharing contacts a little bit and you're allowing other people to get exposure that's a good idea. And um, yeah. Otherwise because... everyone just has their own websites, don't they? Everyone's website is different. They're not interconnected. There's no cross-pollination. So this is a way that people can support each other, support their peers. That's a good idea. Uh I got you got you wheels in my there. head spinning. You could be now. in there with your hypnosis. Yeah, or I mean, any other kind of healing. Uh, there, there's a lot of people I've had on this podcast that are into healing in many different right. modalities. Um, could be good to have some sort of 
big bubble of of contacts and you know wherever someone's going and rusty diamond podcast guests right yeah i mean there's there's already a lot and uh i mean i've thought about doing that with like so if, if people with my clients like i'm fine passing off clients um i like i tell people i'd rather pass off a client to somebody else you know, give someone a few few names as opposed to them. But especially if I can tell someone doesn't connect with me or like me, which which happens, and I'm I'm okay with it. Like I I'm from you know wrestling, like I'm I'm fine with people knowing not everyone's gonna like skin. me. And yeah, I have thick skin, and I. I don't want to turn somebody off. Like if I know how well hypnosis can help them, I don't want them to be completely turned off by it because of their experience with me. I'd much rather have them go with somebody else. And like, what, like, um, in smoking stuff or whatever, like people want to stop smoking. I'll turn people away with that one too. A lot of times, like if, you know, someone else, Someone else wants to get them to stop smoking. Like, do you do you, do you want to stop smoking, or somebody else wants to stop smoking? And if they tell they me someone else does. One. Really? Yeah, yeah. And if someone else says it, I just say keep keep smoking. Don't feel bad about it. Be happy about it. Uh, if you ever get it to the point when you want to quit for yourself, then give me a give me a call. I'll be here. Uh, but in the meantime, don't don't waste your money. It's not going to work. It if it's not you that's really wanting to do any of this stuff, like. Don't do it. And I mean, that that's the thing that I think is hard, hard to accept a lot for a lot of times and for a lot of different things, you know, like, or you, you know, people that get, you know, addicted to drugs and stuff or whatever, like, you can't really do anything. You can, you can say something, but you know, it's, it's ultimately up to every person. I mean, you can get them thrown into rehab, if you want, I mean, that's probably the closest thing you can do and hope that they turn around. But as soon as they walk out those doors, then it's all on them. So, I mean, I'd much rather have, you know, someone I like, if I know it's something that can help them, I, I'm fine. So who's, your, the who's your ideal client? It depends on, on what they're getting hypnosis for. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, someone that, uh, can relate to me when when we're talking and um yeah is, is open to it open to it and wanting to make whatever in their life better and if that's not the case that's that's fine and i i know i know a lot of hypnotists and i know a lot of them have pretty different personalities or if you're looking at more on a um uh, like physical attribute kind of scale like whether they are you know like uh like a man or a woman or whatever if people are looking at it that way like i can put them in that way or if if they want somebody that's going to you know sugarcoat stuff a lot more than i will i know who i i give them to because i know you know someone that will 
take the clients that way and are really good at working it with them with that. Whereas my approach is much more direct and it's not for everyone, but the people that I can work with, I know are going to get me really well and be able to get the most out of it. And yeah, I mean, so I just, yeah. Is, is hypnosis a gift or is it a learnable skill? Um, both, both. I mean, anyone can learn hypnosis. Um, and my, the guy who taught me, I mean, that was the thing he wanted to instill in all of us was really to get everyone to kind of learn self-hypnosis and to be able to pass that on. And mm -hmm. so do you teach it? Do you teach other people to learn the skill? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I like when I, I tell people like, it's not the best business model except for word of mouth. But like, I'll tell people, I just want to see them once and I never want to see them again. Like I just, mm -hmm. you go and you do this. I'm going to give you the tools. You're good. Just go do this. Um, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, tell a friend, but yeah, you, you don't need to see me anymore. If, if there's something else that you want to work on, I'm happy for you to come back. But as far as this right here, this thing you want worked on, do this and you're, you're good. Done. And yeah, and we're done. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, and it was something that like, that I believe in, like I can, I can sell crap all day if I want to, but then someone, if someone comes up to me down the road and sees me that I sold someone crap and they're like, Hey, you sold me crap. Like, you know, why would I want to buy something from you now? But hypnosis is something that I believe in. I thought it was totally fake up until the first day that I went in there. I thought everything about it was fake. And then I learned it wasn't. So, I mean, it's something that I can, yeah, easily sell and be able to stand behind it a hundred percent and feel good about what it can do. And I mean, there's only a couple types of people that hypnosis won't work on. And so, um, and who are they? People that are narcissistic or people that are, like have uh, multiple personalities. Mm. Those are, that's the only two for some reason that are, um, are not able to be hypnotized. And then I always get people, you know, like I can't be hypnotized. And those are always the fun ones because, you know, everyone, unless those two uh, things are present, like, you know, anyone can. And or else I, I've been to a, sh a stage show and, uh, yeah, I didn't get hypnotized. I'm like, okay, yeah, you did actually, but you know, um, so it's, it's been interesting. It's definitely, uh, oh, I, I like that line of work. So I never thought I, I'd get to that point, but yeah, I, I really like it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's important to find whoever, you know, whoever your people are, whoever your people are will come to you and you'll, mm -hmm. you'll find them. People, call, you'll find them, them they'll in. find you. Call them in. Yeah. And mm -hmm. yeah, like, uh, like this here, like it's, you know, someone like we can, we can figure this out. We're on that same, same place. And it's, 
it's important to have that and uh, sometimes gets overlooked as something that's seems like it could be so hard to do but it's not and i think like with, with your program i think that's that would be the the hurdle of it would be getting people to you know be open to like like this is like just some people are stubborn or or whatever and you know it's like that for a lot of people and but just being able to get them to be like yeah it's not hard to do it if you do it it's it's yeah, something like that's in yeah. in the work that I do it is about first of all like figuring out the capacity that we have because we've all got quite a limited capacity for people in our lives and understanding that understanding what capacity we have we then kind of evaluate well who who's already there and then where where are the gaps in terms of what I need to fulfill my life where the gaps are and then once you can see that visually and we have a visual then you literally can call them in and this summer um my partner and I we we um kind of took turns with the children a little bit which is really rare we're very much together but I took the children to the UK for a few weeks and then we swapped so I had three weeks child free this summer which is unheard of and I went to this beautiful festival on the beach called Eat Some Beeps in Royal Bay and I went down to the beach and listening to this beautiful music and the first two people that I spoke to one was a business guy who's connected to all the business community here, which I haven't really infiltrated here yet. So he was like, off the back of that, we were chatting for a while. He's a British guy, actually, but been here for a long time. He was like, I'm going to I'm gonna invite you to the West Shore Chamber events, which he's done and I've attended since then. And the other the other guy was a stand-up, the guy that I said, um, oh, okay, yeah. Vancouver, Vancouver Fringe. And like, just like the vibe was strong from the, from the get-go. And I, I've been saying, you know, I want to get on stages. I want to share the knowledge that I've acquired with more people. And Rob's done that. He knows how to do that. And he's intending to go to Australia in the winter and the UK next summer. So he's doing, so I saw what I needed and I went on my own. And I do think there's an important point about going out, leaving your home solo if you want to be calling these people into your life as friends or as business connections, you need to get out there on your own. Be be accessible so that people are then going to approach you. Be approachable and accessible. Uh, and just watch as the people that you need in your life appear. But you've got to be, you've got to be willing to talk and you've got to be willing. If you feel the urge and you'll feel it inside, like you'll feel, you'll see somebody you'll be like, I need to talk to those. I need to talk to that. You'll feel it. And then you just go back. You got to act upon that feeling. And so is that something that you're uh, instilling in your clients with that of trying to get them, yeah, to get out of their comfort zone and get Uh them into the new experiences and 
yeah, being out, just being out, going out and, you know, doing something that, you know, like you're saying, like, uh, you know, I've done stuff with like the small businesses or, yeah, like Chamber of Commerce and that stuff that are around is always a, a good thing too. like, or, um, you know, meetups for like, you're even this, like a bunch of different podcast people that are into talking and um i set myself to a very specific group of people that i have for the show uh and i turn away a lot of people that i just i'm privileged thank you yeah yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. and I made the um, yeah there's a lot of people that i don't think would get it or i don't think would be able to talk for a while with me they could probably talk with some other people for a while but i don't think i could just sort of feel it out like they're not my people i have mm -hmm. my people and like like you're saying i you can you can feel when you you're like okay that's someone that that i can have a good good back and forth with and it'll be it'll be worth it and just being able to realize that as a thing that can happen and it's not crazy to think that it will happen it's mm -hmm. something that yeah i mean trust trust your instincts and that's i think that's something that gets overlooked a lot now mm -hmm. just how many Yes. How many times yes. to protect us, right? Right, and like uh, I, I, I like telling this one too. Like with uh, when you meet somebody, like how for some reason we've been instilled to know that when you get butterflies in your stomach, when you meet somebody, it's not a good thing. It's uh, it's actually quite the opposite which is odd uh because it's kind of your body saying you know kind of watch out for this person uh mm -hmm. whether whatever whether that could turn into something good is possible but it's having that that first defense of your your gut reaction literally telling right. you something's and, not right and if you get an invitation and it's a couple of weeks away and you think oh i don't really want to go to that but I'll probably fancy it in two weeks time. You won't. Yep. <laughs> if you don't want to go there right now, you are not going to want to go there in two weeks. So politely decline. And then you don't yep. need to worry about it for the next two weeks. Yep. And I think that's important too, to be able to say no, say no to stuff. And just if it's not serving you, and again, it's that it goes back to the capacity piece. You understand what capacity you have, and that that time that you could spend doing something that you really don't want to do, you could be spending that time investing in the people or the activities that totally serve you and going to enrich the life that you live, that those close to you live, um, and not diluting what you have, the energy that you have to give. Yeah, and I mean, I've gotten plenty of guilt trips for for that, but I, it doesn't matter to me. Like, I I don't I don't 
care in that way. I'd, I'd much rather have, like you're saying, something that's, I'm not dreading to go to. I'm, and yeah, just being able to get to a point where it's like, well, why would I even do that? There's, I'd rather just step away from this and not have to be like, oh, I have to go to this thing. Now, I mean, that there's, not really anything I go to. Very, very few things where it's like I don't really want to go. I don't really want to do this. You've done this work. Yeah, on yourself. And, yeah, and it's important. It's important to get to that point, and it's one of the most liberating things to just be able to say, "Nah." <laughs> like healthy eh. boundaries, right? Setting healthy yeah. boundaries for your. We're also limited with time and capacity. And setting those healthy boundaries mean that we can live our life with more intention. Right. And then so if people are wanting to live their life with more intention and they want to find you to do that, uh, how are they going to do that? Where are they going to find you? Where are they going to find your work? How are they going to contact with you to work with you? And so I've just rebranded my website. So it's now communiverse.vip. Right. Or, or you can... Or you can find me on LinkedIn, Shelly Kerridwen. And I believe I have the links for both of those. And I can I can pop that in and put that in the show notes. So um yeah, everyone can find it. Um, you did it? you did send me both of those, correct? I, I don't so. know about the Communiverse one because that's just that's just <laughs> gone live. So I can ping you an email with that. Uh you, how do I how do I spell that? Um so C-O-M-M-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-E dot V-I-P. V-I-P. So I found out... Very important people in your life. Yeah, so there's uh, some island in the the Caribbean that is... has, is like, all their country is dot A-I. And so... Every time that someone gets a, a website with uh, .ai on it, like they get some portion of money from each one of those now. Yeah, I forgot what the country was, but um, yeah, .vip is, it's nice. It's nice, so you don't have to have like a .com or .gov, .org or anything or .ca the .com, the .com went, um, but it's like a speech therapist company. So I think I might have to reach out to them and say, hey. Yeah. How yeah, in love got... are you with this? Right. Yeah, yeah. I got someone that took rustydiamond.com and I I don't even know what it is. I couldn't tell you what they have, but, and it was, I mean, so much more expensive for rustydiamond.com. Um, what was it? It is some metal thing like uh oh no it's a music it's a music musical collective uh rusty diamond so maybe you could collaborate with them i might have to yeah give give some some music uh, or yeah it's it's not not bad i don't even look at it or listen to it i get loads i get i get emails like from people that have the same name as me um yeah oh. i get i get e- i get emails and i'm always like i'll reply back to them I'll, I'll say that i'm not the person they're trying to reach but yeah it's quite interesting when you get that 
have you gone into those spaces or like a, a LinkedIn or something and typed your name in and friended everybody else with your name? No, that's a great idea though. Yeah, <laughs> I did it and I weirded some people out. I'm like, hey, let's all hang out. We'll have the same name. And uh, <laughs> You know? so good. Yeah, I don't think I got one person who was into it. So I assume <laughs> one of those people is this person who has rustydiamond.com. But uh, yeah, I mean, they had, they had to pay I, a lot for their website. I, I think I, I feel like you need to bucks. do a challenge for your listeners to do that. I think that. so. Yeah, Just you guys find out, Yeah, find out your, your people. Find out whatever your name is, type it in. Everyone that has your name, friend request them and put them all in a yeah, chat. Put them all. Invite for, them to a, Invite them to a metaverse gathering. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it can be the uh, yeah the the rusty diamond metaverse gathering of uh, rusty diamonds and love it. Why not? So yeah. Um, well, yeah, Shelly, thank you so much for being on and uh, yeah, not knowing what we're going to talk about and getting to where we got to talk about. And I I very much enjoyed it. So. I enjoyed it too, yeah. Rusty. Thank you for having me. You're welcome and have a great rest of the day. All right. You too. All right. Yep. Bye. All right. That is Shelly Kedidwin. And I'll put all her stuff along with her website, her new website on there. I'll put that in for you guys to check out. And thank you everybody for listening here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGBN. And I'm your host, Rusty Diamond. And that is the show, man. Boom. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Ernest! 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 <coughs> yes, Pee-wee. You brought the snacks, right? <laughs>